welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me as always is Court Winsett. Hello, Katie. And Cameron Spann. Happy birthday, guys. Ah, it's our birthday. You say it's your birthday. I feel left out. Is this your favorite day of the year? Because I know it's mine. <laughs> More than Thanksgiving? Actually, there was a time when my birthday was my favorite day. Um, I used to love my birthday. As I've gotten older, it's kind of lost some of its luster. I would say Thanksgiving really is a, is a strong competitor for the best day. The only thing that would make Thanksgiving better is if it was on a Friday instead of on a Thursday because we have to work the next day because markets are open and it's yeah. really tough hauling in here after a day of When you got the meat sweats, the oh, gravy's oozing out of your pores. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I feel like I've grown up because birthdays have always been a big deal. Like, I've always looked forward to the big parties. Even, like, I continue that up until probably 20... 28 mm. and then Daniel's birthday is two weeks ahead of mine and so then it's turned into celebrating his birthday and mine just kind of gets forgotten <laughs> so <laughs> but we're gonna throw a podcast for you guys on our birthday no this is not gonna be all just about us maybe a little bit and I have to point out that Cam is like throwing us for a loop because we have switched spots Yes, And I feel like Sheldon Cooper right now because my butt's not like cushioned to the seat yet and I got to like get comfy and I have new things to look at. And I did have to adjust my seat level. I had to raise up my seat. I apparently sit in my seat very high compared to others. I didn't realize this about myself, but um, apparently I like my seat higher. You like being on your um, high horse? And so <laughs> every every seat I sit in, I have to like raise it up. Yeah, for 125 episodes, I've sat at the end of this long table, and Katie and Court were at the very end facing each other against a wall. And in last week's episode with our guest, I had Katie sit next to me, right next to me, and I'm like... And the experience was so profound for you that you just wanted her next to you every time I was like, she sounds so much better right here. So I moved both of them right next to me. Yes. Now he has us both within within batting, batting, hitting range. He can hit us now when we start drifting away. Striking distance. That's the the phrase I was looking for. Okay. Well, uh, our fabulous communications assistant, what's her title? Content marketing specialist. Content marketing specialist. Nicole, she put together an awesome outline for us because we didn't want to do it when it's our birthday. And she puts together some fun facts about November 3rd, kind of about November. And then we're going to kind of do a little interview style. And so this is going to be fun. Well, also, ladies and gentlemen, if you really did tune in for your weekly dose of of financial information, we are going to throw in some Uh financial information uh, as well. So you you will get that. But we much prefer to talk about ourselves. Okay, celebrity birthdays on November 3rd. Who's the first one? Anna Wintour. She's the, the editor of Vogue. That's who Devil Wears oh, Prada was right. modeled I, okay, after. Okay, I knew I recognized the name. Kendall Jenner. Uh, Who's that? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. He played Ivan Drago in Rocky IV, oh. the Russian in Rocky IV. So we're, we share a birthday with like a true villain. Like he was a villain. Yeah. Did you know that dude is actually like, you know, he's one of those movie stars that's like, but I'm actually really brilliant. I can't remember what he is, but he, he's got a degree in like nuclear physics or something like that. That's surprising because he always plays the meathead with the <laughs> bleach blonde hair and just that look. Yeah. And then Charles Bronson. Who's that? Most of the movies that he did that I'm familiar with came out in like the 70s and the 80s. So he, he did a whole series of movies called Death Wish, like one, two, three, four. I think there were five of them. Wow. He did a movie called The Great Escape, 
very, very famous. That was actually back in the 60s, though. And he did several others. He's basically an action star, but sort okay. of not in that muscular, like, Sylvester Stallone yeah. kind of way. More of a more of a just like a... Mustachioed kind of way. Yeah, yeah mustachioed everyman. Well, Dennis Miller also shares our birthday. He's Monday Night Football. And then Roseanne Barr. Okay, yeah, but Dennis Miller wasn't just Monday Night Football. He was... Saturday Night Live. He was the he did the news on Saturday Night Live for several years. He also had his own show on HBO for a while, the Dennis Excuse Miller show. Me. Well, no, I'm sorry, but he was for a while. He was one of my favorite uh, comedians. When he had an HBO show, he did something at the end of every show where he would go. Now I don't want to get off on a rant here, but and then but. He would get, and then he would go off on a rant. It was amusing. So here's some events that happened on November third, uh, 1911. Chevrolet is founded on this day. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 1956, The Wizard of Oz was televised for the first time. Wow. 1957, the first animal to enter Earth's orbit is a dog named Laika, which was launched aboard the Soviet Sputnik 2. Ah. 1989, Lou Piniella was named the manager of the Cincinnati Reds after Pete Rhodes was, well, he, he was banned for life for gambling. Oof. Goodness. Okay, 1992, Whitney Houston released the single, I Will Always Love You, which, which is a Dolly Parton cover, which I don't think a ton of people realize that. Yeah, she did it in uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. What? <laughs> it's true. That is a great movie. She performed it in, in she she sang it to I think she sang it to, to Burt Reynolds, Reynolds. In, yep. in that in that movie. 1996, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, becomes the youngest player to make his NBA debut. Wow. I don't know why, but Facebook has decided that I love Kobe Bryant, so my feed <laughs> is filled with uh, you must just clips for of Kobe. him playing basketball, and some of them are really pretty pretty cool. Oh, I guess it's me. Yep. Uh, 2014, New York's 104-story One World Trade Center officially opens 13 years after the September 11th attacks. I did not know that happened uh-huh. on our birthday. That's. I mean, those are some pretty cool things happening on November 3rd. I'm going to skip down to this one. November 3rd holidays. Give someone a dollar day. Cam, give us a dollar. I don't carry cash because I'm a millennial. <laughs> we'll see who we Venmo can Venmo me a dollar. I'll, I'll Venmo, Venmo, Venmo me a dollar. <laughs> And then National Sandwich Day. I'm here for that. I love a sandwich. Ah, man, I had a delicious sandwich today from Nukes, and Nukes was delicious. They have a a new sandwich on their menu, a buffalo chicken sandwich that was mighty, mighty tasty. (laughs) That concludes the advertisement for Nukes. (laughs) Okay, moving on to November holidays. So I kind of had a debate with someone about this one. The No Shave November. Mm -hmm. So No Shave November is a month-long journey during which participants forgo shaving and grooming in order to evoke conversations and raise cancer awareness. Now, someone told me that somebody just decided to do No Shave November and then a charity picked it up and decided to run with it. I don't know the true origin here, but the charity, I mean, was brilliant for picking it up. Yeah, I know it started in Australia. We participated last year. I wonder if we'll do it again this year. I don't know, man. I spent October not shaving for my Halloween costume, and I'm kind of over the the beard now, but David (laughs) did mention it in a staff meeting the other day. He was like, so you basically didn't shave for all of October. You shaved and then you're going to start not shaving again for all of November. And I was like, uh, I guess, you know. So it sounds like he might be down for doing it. But I mean, that's where, if you notice a bunch of people starting to get some beards, that's what's going on. And beards. That's, that's yeah, you got to hit that D on there because beards. I'm getting beers too, but I mean. Beards, facial hair. Facial and then you find hair. out who can't grow beards. Yes. <laughs> Now that holiday ties into the second one, Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, because the whole point of No Shave November is for men's health. 
Mm. Testicular, yeah. uh, not pancreas. Well, What's pan- the other one? Prostate. Uh, prostate. Just, just, say pancreas and prostate are a little different. They are, mm. but it's all about men's health, mental, physical, all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, as many times as I've gone without shaving, it's never helped my mental health. I can tell you that. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. Sweet Potato Awareness Month. Lord. Now, what what is that? We're aware of sweet potatoes you and that be. we we discuss because that kind of goes to our Thanksgiving things. I'm like, how do you properly prepare your sweet potatoes? I mean, do you put marshmallows on it? Do you put pecans on it? What do you do with them? The Sweet Potato Farming Association got together and they're like, we really need to, you know, gin up some interest in sweet potatoes. Let's do a month, uh, an awareness month of sweet potatoes. Let's do this. <laughs> And there's election day. That yep. happens. Yep, 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 yep. Election day. Big deal. Make sure you're voting. This will <laughs> launch before... I guess, yeah. Today is... The third. Uh, the third. Just so you know, in case you didn't know this, the way that the law is written for when election day is, it is the first Tuesday in November which falls after the first Monday in November. So if November 1st is a Tuesday, that is not election day. But if November 1st is a Monday, then November 2nd will be election day. So generally speaking, election day falls anywhere between November 2nd and November 8th. This year, Tuesday was November 1st. Mm -hmm. So that was not election day. Election day will be next Tuesday, which is, I believe, November 8th. Okay, with this, we also want to throw in, you know, reminder, financial planning. If you follow our Instagram, Facebook, I think we put it everywhere. I did a little interview about financial planning and the importance of it. And I just got to drive this home. If you listen to any of our episodes, I stress this so much. Financial planning truly is a comprehensive view. And I will tell you, the past couple of weeks, I have done so many last minute things of, hey, I want to buy a house. Can I afford it today, but does it screw up my long-term plan? And that's what it's for. It is not meant to be a calling you out on you're a failure or calling you out of being successful. It's meant to be a tool to help you achieve your goals to really find out, hey, you may not be able to do it today, but if we do this, this, and this, you can do it next year. And so utilize these tools. I have some clients that I end up doing financial plans for them, you know, two or three times in a year when it's a really crucial transition year. And then I may not do another one for four or five years. And especially around those retirement years, but they're so important to help you make the decisions because a small thing like paying off your car or keep financing it versus, you know, looking at how much you put down on a house, all of that. It may seem like a small thing in those years, but then it can really be a ripple effect and affect you when you're 60 trying to retire and it's like, well, hell's bells. Instead of putting $100,000 into your house extra that you didn't need to, you invested that $100,000, then potentially that money could be extra money that you can retire earlier. So you got to think about it that way. And, you know, what's the best age to start now? yesterday, any age. I say that any age, but really it's those people in college, probably not so much. But when you get out in the workforce, when you're trying to, you moved out of mom and dad's house, you're trying to buy a house, you're trying to do something, you've got a job, that would be a good opportunity. But I do have some that I'm working with on more of a 10-year lookout of what do I need to do while I'm living at mom and dad's to save to afford a down payment on a house. So it's 
for all ages, for anybody, really for anybody who is willing to put in the time, because as we've stressed before, our philosophy is we are willing to invest our time before we ever talk about investing somebody's money, because that's the best way we get to know what is best for our clients. We can really build a plan. And it's something that we're going to update every, you know, three to five years to make sure that the plan is still going smoothly. And I I personally hate giving ugly plans if someone's failing. So I'm going to be that advocate of like, hey, what can we do to get you successful? I understand you're going to fall off the wagon, but let's rally. Let's make this work. I'm going on major soapbox here. The last thing kind of on mine, like on the financial planning aspect stuff is, you know, what does it cost to work with us here and do a financial plan? Nothing. Again, we invest our time before we ever invest your money. It's something that if someone is willing to give us the information to work with us, we want to arm this with arm them with this information that can really help them on that correct financial path that meets all their financial goals. And so it's it's it all spins into kind of like financial literacy and making sure that you have the right information because here's my soapbox again. TikTok does not always have the right answers. There's great things for TikTok. Heck, I put videos on TikTok, but you got to know what it is and how your finances are the most personal thing and you need a personalized plan. You cannot go based off of what your neighbor says, your best friend says, or what the cool guy on TikTok says. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Maybe the nerdy guy on TikTok? <laughs> he doesn't know your particular situation. If if someone is giving you advice and they have not asked for the whole picture of what are your liabilities? What are your assets? What are your goals? Do not take advice from them because they do not know your whole picture. But I'll tell you what, and I don't know if he does, but if Brett Danko has a TikTok channel, oh yeah, that guy, that guy's you can good. trust what he's saying. But he's not going to give personalized advice. He's going to give generalized. Yeah, and he's probably going to say, come talk to a financial advisor. Yeah. Okay. Throw some legal at us. Uh, well, not really legal this time. On our podcast before, we've talked about charitable giving. And I, honestly, I think the first time we did charitable, I think it was... Hardly downloaded at all. People people were not feeling particularly it, yeah, charitable it was right, about it. It was right around COVID when we were talking about charities were really struggling and how when you're looking at your budget and need to cut, which is now too, that's the first place you cut is you cut giving to the church, you mm-hmm. cut giving to the charities. And yeah. I thought it would be appropriate, not because I want to ask our, our listeners for gifts, but because it is our <laughs> birthday, I thought, you know, what comes with birthdays other than gifts? And so we could talk a little bit more about gifting and sort of the financial consideration of gifting. When you give a gift to someone, what are the legal slash tax consequences of that action? Yeah. Um, when you give a gift, like, say, a parent giving a gift to their child, Um, When you give a gift to your child, you can give them up to a certain amount every year without having to pay gift tax and without having to file a gift tax return. But if you gift them anything over the annual exemption amount, you must file a gift tax return, which you the, the gift giver is responsible for filing the return. The gift recipient doesn't pay taxes on the gift. The gift giver might have to pay taxes on the gift. Now, this is something that I probably have discussed in another episode before, but I just wanted to give it a little bit more attention because it can be an effective part of your overall estate planning method. If you have a large estate that you don't want to pay estate taxes on, then an element that you can use to help lower the amount of money, uh, of assets that you have in your estate, is by gifting uh, and having a set annual gifting plan. 
you can give each person in a couple, for instance. So if you're married and you all are wealthy, uh, each of you can give anybody you want up to, in the year 2022, the exemption amount is $16,000. So you and your spouse can each give one person of your choice or all of the people in the world of your choice. Um, <laughs> you can each give them $16,000, which means you could, if you have three children, you could each give your three children $16,000, which means you could give each child $32,000, which means in a year, you could reduce the amount of assets in your estate by almost $100,000 just through you and your spouse gifting to just your children. Mm -hmm. So it, this is really one of those, oh, it's a terrible problem to have. My estate is so huge, I need to lower the size of my estate so I don't pay estate taxes. One way that you can do that is by gifting. By the way, the exemption next year will actually go up to $17,000. It is getting higher. So this flows into financial planning because mm -hmm. you may say, hey, well, I don't have that right now, but you're inheriting it. I deal with this gifting amount all the time when it comes to 529 plans, which is mm -hmm. the education savings plans, because some strategies, it's easier to front load, to, which means to put a ton of money up at the front and then just let it build and grow. Mm -hmm. So this is a strategy where I tell people, if you have the extra money, if you've inherited some money, you're trying to decide what to do with it, let's put 32000 per kid with a married couple into these accounts. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's where you're, if you're going, well, this is for the wealthy. There's strategies where it could be for everybody. Yeah. With a 529, you can specifically front load up to, that. that's that word again, but you can basically use your gift exemption, the amount of your gift exemption for five years all at once. Mm -hmm. So they will allow you to put five years worth of gifts in there all at once. So you could potentially, one person could gift like a child or a grandchild into a 529 plan. Yep. 70, I don't even know what 16 times five is, but whatever that number is, it used to be 75,000. It was really easy um, <laughs> all at once. And that way that money can go ahead and start growing for you. It can be a good strategy if you have a, a child or a grandchild that is closer to college age. So you want to go ahead and get that money in there and let it grow for as long as it can before they go to college you know, yeah. when you can use the money. <laughs> but let me also say, uh, in, in addition to that, another thing that is actually a tax-exempt gift that you might be able to take advantage of is if you pay to a school directly tuition for a child or a grandchild, it doesn't matter what the tuition is, that is tax exempt. So you do not have to file a t gift tax return. If you've got a grandkid that's going somewhere that costs $50,000 a year in tuition, you can pay that tuition and it is not a taxable gift. So you get that exemption. There is a full exemption. I believe it's 100% exemption on medical bills that you pay for anyone. You can pay someone's medical bills off and that is not a taxable gift either. So if you have money and you're, you want to help somebody out or you just want to use some of that money for the benefit of someone else uh, or to help lower the amount of money that you have in your estate, then gifting is an option. And I just, I thought that that would be a, a fun little quick monetary anecdote for you since it's our birthday. Not that I want you to give us money. <laughs> but what we're saying is you you could give us each $16,000 if you'd like, but we're not saying that. If, if any of our listeners also happen to be our clients, we cannot accept no, gifts we can't. You. No, not at all. <laughs> this is purely a joke, yeah. but it is just a good, you know, segue yeah. of gifting because again, like 
as we've said before, tax, legal, financial, it all, it plays a beautiful dance together. And if you have a plan, you can make it very smooth and it all works great. But then if you get some hangups because you haven't addressed a legal thing or a tax thing, then it can make a huge mess. So ask the question, and especially I would say if you're thinking about it as you're building up an estate or if you inherited money, that's a conversation to have to really know what do I, I just inherited this money? What do I need to do with it? Okay, so we're going to end this with some uh, fun questions. And yes, it's our birthday, but I'm going to make Cam be a part of these as well. Can I like interview y'all and then I'll give my answer? Sure. I'll do the heavy lifting by talking. (laughs) All right. I mean, you're going to have the same answer for this first one. What's your zodiac sign? Well, everybody should be able to figure out our zodiac sign anyway, because we've been telling people all episode what our birthday is. Scorpio. And I am a Scorpio through and through. I often will send court Scorpio stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is us. And he doesn't buy into the horoscope stuff as much as I do. As a kid, in my elementary school library, they had a book dedicated to each of the Zodiac signs. And it was pretty elementary reading, as I remember. But I used to be obsessed with the, the Scorpio book. And the, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is me. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. But, yeah, I grew out of it. I'm a Cancer. What are the defining characteristics of say a Cancer? Like, passionate. I'm not like an astrology person. Yeah. I mean, I could see that with you. Like Scorpio's major traits are stubborn, stubborn, kind of aggressive. Jealousy is a huge thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I like it. All right. (laughs) If you went to Hogwarts, which house would the sorting hat place you in? I struggle with this one. I'll go. Okay. Because I've taken a million of these tests with my kids. I'm always a Gryffindor. Always. Yeah. They're, and they're not so much rule followers as you would think. They're more adventurous. They kind of get into trouble. They're brave. That's kind of what they're known mm-hmm. for. I've taken a couple of the... T- I mean, I'm not as big a Harry Potter fan as I know some people, but I've taken a couple of these quizzes and I always end up being 50-50 Gryffindor and Slytherin. Mm. I could which, see you being a Slytherin. Which, yeah. Because like me, I'm like, oh, I want to be Slytherin. Like, that's what I want to be. But then I can also... It's like the devil and angel on my shoulders. I can see that I'm a Gryffindor as well. I just have never been able to get over the fact that I know where the questions are leading me. So I can answer the quiz (laughs) for whatever result I want to get. I know what you are. I don't think I'm a Hufflepuff because I don't think I'm particularly hardworking. I think I'm... (laughs) I might have, I mean, you know, that's their defining characteristic. You know, if I'm just being completely honest, I'm, I don't feel particularly brave, so I'm probably not a Gryffindor. Sometimes I feel like I would probably do whatever it takes to get the job done. So I might have a little bit of Slytherin in me, but other times I'm like, you know, I'm pretty analytical. I'm pretty logical. I'm pretty smart. So Court's so a chameleon and can be whatever you Ravenclaw, want him to be. You know, the whole time I'm thinking you're a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go either way. What's your Enneagram type? Okay. Y- y- y'all are looking at me again. I take these quiz I've taken these quizzes several times and I have never gotten the same answer twice well I go back and forth between I think a four and a six see mine and cams really are dead on and like in our relationship works so I'm a three mm. through and through I'm a nine peacemaker yeah and so threes tend to always have like a nine sidekick and so cams a nine my husband's a nine um, I've got a couple of friends that are nines, and so it makes sense, but they're like very, very different. I hate conflict. <laughs> I hate conflict, you know, but um, sorry, that came out a little bit Christopher Walken. <laughs> I was thinking Forrest Gump. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. I don't know what happened to my voice there. Um, there are a lot of characteristics of several different Enneagram types, and people, if you don't know what it is we're talking about, um, Enneagram is spelled E N N. E-A-G-R-A-M. If you Google 
free, make sure you type free, Enneagram type quiz. You'll find any number of quizzes you can take that will spit out what your Enneagram type is. And we'll explain to you the the different characteristics of each Enneagram type. And there are a total of nine. 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 And it goes through like the, the positives and the negatives. And it's like when this trait is stressed, when they're thriving and... Again, it's kind of like the horoscopes. You can read into it and really be branded by it. And it's it, it kind of helps you become aware if it's accurate of your downfalls and traits and stuff. Yeah, I prefer it over the Myers-Briggs. I just feel like it's a little more tuned into the emotions of your personality. Well, it's certainly Myers-Briggs doesn't have as many options mm-hmm. for, for what you can be uh, from, from taking the quiz. You know, just the fact that you've got nine different categories you could potentially fall into. You know, it's, These all have a trend that like everyone is wanting to be a part of something. And so we all mm-hmm. want to be like branded as our horoscope or mm-hmm. our Hogwarts house or our Enneagram. And, and it's if you choose to embrace it or not. Do you have any weird superstitions? I don't think I do. I could not figure this one out. I sent it to my mom, and her immediate response was, it's not really a superstition, but I despise change. Like, I have issues with change. Are you changing my seat over here? But, I mean, no. No real superstition. I, I used to say that putting up Christmas stuff or doing anything Christmas before Halloween was over, like, I don't like it. But that's not a superstition. I don't have any either. So yeah, this I is mean, a wash, this question. I'm thinking through like all of the different sports that I watch and all of the different teams I root uh-uh. for and, you know, all of the step on a crack, break your mother's back, all of that nope. stuff. Broken mirrors. I can't think of any that I'm... Ah. The one thing I will do is if I say something that I don't want to happen, like, so if I say, oh, that's never happened, I do tend to say knock on wood and then knock on wood. Yeah. You know, I guess that is a superstition. I also just, I'm a big believer in karma. I don't want to put something out there that could come back and bite me in the butt. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, wait, I guess I do have some superstition. (laughs) I will absolutely not ever lie about my children's health to get myself out of something. Like, I've had people say, well, just tell them your kid is sick or something like that. I will not do it because I'm absolutely petrified that if I were to say, ah, I can't make it, my kid is sick, then They'll my kid's going to get sick. Oh, that's a good one. What's your favorite TV show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. I feel like it's like, what is your TV show you're watching now? And like, there's my go to. There's, there is one that's always going to be the first thing that springs to mind, whether it's 100% my favorite or not. Nine times out of 10, if you ask me, I'm going to save up for the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I was, you like Gilmore Girls. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah. I love TV, and there are a lot of shows I love. Like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones was really good. I just finished Rings of Power, which I enjoyed. But for this question, I have to go to my comfort show, which is The Office. Mm. Because I can turn on any episode. It's just comforting background TV. So I've got to go with that. Katie? I like TV too. Like there's a lot. I'm watching The Good Wife right now and love that. But I mean, I haven't even finished that one yet. True Blood is a good comfort one. I love that one. I haven't watched True Blood in a while. But Katie, every year, when we hit the month of October in our office, this office turns into a a haunted house. I mean, there are are (laughs) Halloween decorations everywhere. And I just noticed this year that there are some bottles of True Blood on the the credenza in the conference room. Yeah. Greek's one of my comfort shows, too. I've never watched that one. That's cute. If you had a time machine, what time period would you travel back to? Okay, first first thing to mind without any thought is the Wild West. I want to be a cowboy. Uh, I mean, you know. We need to put the picture up of your Halloween costume because you were cowboy court. And <laughs> in fact, everyone kept calling you cowboy court. But if you give me time to think about it and really start considering the different time periods and eras that I would want to visit, 
obviously 1776, the founding of the nation, that era, the revolution, that comes to mind. Medieval times in England, say 900 AD through 1100 AD, that period comes to mind. I would want to avoid uh, the Black Death, but I think that was closer to like 12 or, or 1300s. And then, of course, there's Jesus. So who wouldn't want to go back and see that? Assuming that you get to travel not just through time, but through time and space. Because I wouldn't want to go back to zero AD in America. That's not going to do me much good. (laughs) I feel like my answer is real (laughs) floofy compared to that. (laughs) Because when I was younger, I don't know why, but um, my elementary school teachers would always say I was born in the wrong decade, that I was a flower child. Mm. Because I was all about that. And I really was. But it was changed. I probably would go back to the 20s because who wouldn't want to go to speakeasies yeah. and the flapper dresses and just and then even on the women's side of it because they really were starting to break limits and you know change stuff up. And I'd love to be one of those making things crazy. Boundary pushers. Yeah. My first thought was the Wild West. I think mm-hmm. it'd be cool to be a cowboy. But yeah. now that I think about it, I just listened to a really cool podcast episode about the Hollywood Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. how that came about. And they talked about the history of Hollywood. I think I would like to go back to like the 40s and 50s Hollywood oh, era, yeah. like Clark Gable. Mm-hmm. It was really elegant. It's not the Hollywood we think of today, the sleazy, you know, corner dollar stores everywhere. This was like elegant. Yeah, That'd yeah be awesome. that would be fun. Who's your favorite artist or band? <sighs> so hard. Again, no thought. First thing off off the top of my head, Green Day. Yep. I knew you were going to say Green Day. Yeah. Basically, who did you go as for our last Halloween event, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the band day? Yeah. Well, I mean, I dressed up as Gaga for that, but I would probably say Foo Fighters. They mm. really have become one of my favorites. But then I got to say also like Aerosmith and mm. Elton John, Billy Joel. I mean, I like a lot of the elder statesman bands like Billy Joel, Elton yeah. John, or performers, artists, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I think I know what Cameron's going to say, and I, I they're on my list it. too. Uh, you too. No yep. Court just uh, sent me an, uh, <laughs> a video this morning, an interview with Bono. And, oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a book me. coming out soon. He does, and I want it. What's your most unusual talent? Okay. Okay, I'm not going to start this one. So I sent this one to my husband and my mom, and I was like, what's my most unusual talent? And it turned into a roast because (laughs) (laughs) one of them is that I am used to be a professional, not professional dancer. That sounds weird. (laughs) I used to dance for like 15 years and was very graceful on the dance floor, but I am very clumsy, especially when my mind gets going on decorating. And so I've had some really crazy injuries around decorating. Like I fell down the stairs, but then somehow twisted and like had a leg up in the air. And in this past Halloween, Mm -hmm. just found out I actually fractured my finger with a sledgehammer when I was putting the skeletons in the ground. But I waited so long that they're like, eh, there's nothing you can really do about it. You didn't even mention a thing about your finger hurting this all this time. Oh, yeah. It's still screwed up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. But um, it's got the wiggles. <laughs> it's got the wiggles. But I. The it's one, also your middle finger. We should, it is, we should it point is that my out middle to the fingers. <laughs> but uh, my most unusual talent, in fact, Court, your wife was agreeing on this. It's a party trick, I guess. So I did dance for 15 years. I do not dance anymore. I have not danced in a long time, but. Parties, I am able to drop down and do the splits, and it doesn't. I've seen it. <laughs> it doesn't hurt the next day. It doesn't hurt when I do it. I'm fine. I feel like it's kind of like my superpower because I. It's not like I practice my flexibility. It just still happens. Mm. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> I don't really have any special talents. That's why I was kind of pushing it to y'all because you know my go-to answer when when people ask me this is kind of lame. Um, um no no no. You have a special power. Mm. Ninja. 
Well, that's true. Smoke I do. Bomb. I you, do have the ability to disappear from social gatherings without anybody so fast. Uh, seeing me leave, just noticing when I'm gone. And sometimes they won't even notice when I'm gone. It just I just disappear. Everyone just goes, "Where did Court go?" Yeah. And he's just gone. But usually, when people ask me this question, I just tell them, you know, I can say the alphabet backwards and then move on. Because people are like, oh, well, that's, that's kind of cool, I guess. And then, you know, they lose interest. Cameron, moving on. What's 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 your special talent? I've got two. Okay. Ooh. The first one is my thumbs are double jointed. Ah, I don't want to see it. Nope. Can't look. Ah. Not looking. Nope. I can bend it backwards. And until high school, I thought everybody could do that. I thought that was just human anatomy. And I did that. And they were like, what is that? My second one, apparently I share with Cord. I didn't know that. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-F-E-D-C-B-A. I used to commute from East Memphis to work, and I would get really bored, and I just told myself I'm going to learn the ABC, so I started slowly. <laughs> Z-Y-X. Oh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. I'd be interested to know how you taught yourself the, the alphabet backwards. I was sitting waiting for one of my sister's plays to start. She was in college at the time, so I, I had to have been, I don't know, I was maybe 10 or something like that. And for a 10-year-old, you know, waiting for, sitting there in your chair waiting for a show to start can be really, really boring. So I would say the ABCs forwards until I got to the, the next letter coming down and figure out what that letter was and then say it backwards as far as I could and then start at the very beginning and say them forwards again until I got to the, the, the last letter I had remembered and then say them down again until I had it memorized. That's exactly what I did. Yep. Um, what is your favorite musical? I feel like we covered this in a yeah. recent Yeah, we episode. did that recently with the Broadway episode. Yeah, mine's yeah. Hamilton. What's uh, Top of my head, if I don't think about it, it's always going to say Les Mis. Yeah, me too. Okay. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Steak. Same, actually. Folks folly. Okay. Yours had to change, probably. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I'm just going to say chicken because it's one of the only foods that I, I can eat that would be life-sustaining. You know, I could say like French fries because I really, really love French fries. I mean, I, I have an unhealthy obsession with French fries, but <laughs> probably my go-to food now, if you ask me, hey, Court, what do you want for dinner? I'm going to be like chicken because chicken. I can eat Fra- chicken. Prior to my not being able to eat all the other foods, I probably on any given day would have either said steak, like folks folly, or pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. I dig myself some pepperoni pizza. Mm. Yeah, if I was on death row, my last meal would be steak and fries. Mm-hmm. Easy. Who is your favorite all-time Disney character? Now, this can cover Disney and Pixar and all their other... Well, should we limit it? Because you can go Marvel, you can go... I mean, I, I don't Let, have a Let's limit it to their animated... Animated characters, yes. yeah. So Pixar and Disney. I don't think we've ever covered this particular topic before. I've, I've said what my favorite Disney Pixar movie was, but as far as my favorite individual single character... Uh, my favorite princess is probably Moana or Rapunzel. I think those are good Disney princess movies. Mm. I'm a villain fan, so I like all the villains, but my non-villain is Edna Mode. I think she's awesome. She's cool. Toy Story, I just have vivid memories of seeing that Pixar's first animated movie, their first movie. Well, see, but I don't think I love Buzz or Woody. I love the movie, but they're not yeah. my favorite. It's interesting. I, I don't know why I keep trying to think of who my favorite character is. And the only thing that keeps popping into my head, for whatever reason, is Robin Hood. Oh, uh, yeah. The Fox version of Robin Hood in the animated Robin Hood movie. I, for, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I just I get a, a, a very, very positive vibe from mm-hmm. him when I see him. I yeah. just dig him. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Who is the best movie hero or villain? Maybe we'll do and. 
So okay. hero and villain. Hero and the very best movie hero. My That's word. Hard. That is um that is Maybe we need to pin this and this needs to be a fun debate episode about why someone's the best movie villain or hero. Okay. Like we did our presidential debate. I like it. So Okay, we'll we'll come back to that on another episode. Stay tuned. Mm. What's your favorite holiday? Yeah, my, that's easy. Thanksgiving. Halloween. Christmas. Oh, I like it. We all have a different, <laughs> different one. Oh, my. How many pairs of shoes do you own? I'm going to lose this for sure. <laughs> Probably, maybe. I know it's not less than 20. I know it's not less than 20. It might be way more than that. I don't know. I haven't counted because that would be really revealing if I counted, but... I have shoes in my downstairs closet. I have shoes in the upstairs room. I have some shoes on display. I'm guessing at least 200. Holy crap. I mean, right now I have five pairs of shoes just sitting next to my bed. Yeah, I mean, that's I have a pile <laughs> of shoes. And what's funny is with Halloween, my mom came over and was helping me decorate. And she, when I got home, there was a huge cauldron and she had put it by the bedroom and it just put all the shoes in there. And she's like, you're just going to leave this in the month of October when you leave shoes around the house. It just goes in the shoe cauldron. <laughs> that's so. fantastic. I'm going to count mine up live because I don't have many. I've got my Crocs. I've got my Birkenstock sandals and my muck boots and my cowboy boots. And then I've got my tennis shoes, my low boots, like my casual boots. And then my black dress shoes, gray dress shoes, brown dress shoes. So nine. That's more than I thought. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking I probably have closer to 30. Because I used to run a lot. So I would buy a new pair of running shoes like every, at least every six months, if not every three months when I was really running a ton. And um, and I think I've kept every pair of running shoes that I ever purchased. Yeah, so. I, I hoard shoes too. And like when I had the both of my ankle surgeries, I had to buy a ton of flats because I couldn't wear all my heels. Then after the, I recover from the ankle surgeries, buy all the heels. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's bad. I, but I wear a ton of them. Like y'all don't see me wearing the same ones every day. So no, that's true. Although you do have your favorites. I do have my favorites. Yeah. My SJPs. What's your favorite sport and team to watch? <sighs> It changes. My favorite team to watch are the Grizzlies. They're a lot of fun. But my favorite sport is college football. See, I like sports, but I have to be watching it in person. I have a hard time watching it on the TV. But also, my sports teams kind of were decided for me at birth because I'm a diehard Cardinals fan and Cowboys fan. And that's kind of, it's stuck. That's what I'm going with. And so, love watching both of those. But watching a baseball game on the TV, I, I can't do I that. Can't do yeah, it. I can't do it. In person, I'm all about it. I can't watch baseball on TV. There's a soft spot in my heart for golf because I used to go over to my dad's every Sunday, take my son over there to, to play and stuff. And my dad would always be watching a golf tournament. And so I'd sit and watch golf with my dad. But I don't know how people watch tennis on I, TV. I love watching tennis oh on TV. Gosh. I did watch the U.S. Open recently and it tennis. was amazing. Yeah. Maybe I'm just watching the wrong thing because it just puts me to sleep. I really enjoy watching tennis. Going back to golf, there is no greater week in sports than the Masters. Mm. It's so chill. I love just laying on the couch and watching the Masters. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I think I'm probably going to go with uh, Tigers basketball though as my favorite my favorite team. Memphis State University of Memphis Tigers basketball has is probably the team that I tend to watch the most. But I don't watch a lot of sports on TV, so it's it's kind of hard to say for sure. And don't get me wrong, I love my Mississippi State Bulldogs, but they're not as fun to watch as the Grizzlies. Mm. <laughs> The Bulldogs are, are tough to watch a lot of the time. What's your go-to Starbucks order? I actually know this one. Venti non-fat latte. 
with three sweet and lows, except they don't stock sweet and low anymore. It oh, pisses weird. me off. Brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. Interesting. Oh, so good. I do iced coffee black, or I'll get fancy and throw a blonde espresso in there or some caramel, but no milk, just mm. black like my soul. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do locally? Go to the zoo. Mm. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Orpheum concerts, eating at local places. I'd probably say like a, a musical at the Orpheum because I rarely do that. It's a special thing or a Grizz game. Mm. What is your go-to karaoke song? Walking in Memphis. <sighs> <sighs> I, I actually don't know this one. I haven't done karaoke in 15 years. So my best friend Paige and I, ours is Benny and the Jets. Um, but we, Walking in Memphis, the reason why I made that noise is because when she was moving to Atlanta, we did Walking in Memphis and we like sobbed the whole thing. <laughs> but then Big Butts and Dead or Alive, uh, David was actually National School Board President and it was his inaugurational party in California. So we brought Tennessee to California, had like whiskey barrels, all this stuff and Big Butts, like. I can rap the whole song. And so my cousin Lee and I decided to get up there and do Dead or Alive, which was great. And then Big Butts. Well, I put sunglasses on thinking nobody's going to know who I am because I like I didn't want to embarrass my dad. Yeah, everybody knew who I was. I <laughs> can't hide behind sunglasses. There's a video surfacing out there somewhere. That's amazing. I actually did do karaoke last year. I did um, I Like the Way You Move by Big Boy from Outcast. I love that song. Mm. When we were in Gettysburg, David and I, for a leadership boot camp for his board, David and I karaokeed Walking in Memphis. Oh, nice. All right, final question. Are you a morning or a night person? Night person. Night. Night. I'm more of a day person, midday, <laughs> but I would choose night over morning. I hate mornings. Hate them. Yeah, I'm, mornings are terrible. They were the worst thing God invented. <laughs> That's why you'll, we will never record in the mornings because <laughs> then we'll just sound groggy and uh. Do not set up a meeting with me for work before like 10 a.m. <laughs> you know, I, I really am so much more productive after noon and I, I, I do my best work at say like 10 p.m. <laughs> yep, agreed. Okay, this has kind of been a silly, fun episode. Hopefully we threw some good content in there about, remember, financial planning. It's always important if we can drill nothing in your head but knowing financial planning. And then gifting. That's a new concept that you may not have known about. And while it may not impact you right now, it's something to kind of put in the back of your brain because there may be a moment that you do need this or you somebody you know maybe needs to look into this. And some random facts about me and Court. So I guess today is National Sandwich Day. So get you a sandwich. Uh, Remember to vote because you still got time for Election Day. Next Tuesday. No, today is National Katie and Court Day. (laughs) I hereby declare it. Yay. Well, Katie, I guess you kind of bullseyed it up for us. So, uh... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, what is that? That is the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, if you don't already know enough after this episode, then... uh, Go to our webpage. Our bios are there. That webpage is bullcastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment or suggest a topic you'd like to hear more about. Or if you'd like to to drop your name in the hat to, to come in and be our guest on the podcast, feel free to do that as well. 
If you like pictures, we've also got an Instagram handle. That's at Bullcast Podcast. We are on Facebook. That Facebook page is, I think you can find it by just looking for Bullcast the Podcast. And we have Twitter. That handle is also at Bullcast Podcast. Finally, if you'd like to find out more about where Katie, Cameron, and I all three work, we work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And you can find out more about what it is we do exactly. Financial planning, investment advice, all of that great stuff. Find out about our amazing team, our boss, David Pickler, by going to picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, we've probably given you far more than you ever wanted to know about me and Katie and Cameron. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're done. We're done.